Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowered thoughts to further empower your human. I'm your host in Kitching Waffle Robinson and founder and CEO of EIMS. I'm an experienced technology executive, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker and viral sensation with speeches that have over 7 million views worldwide, and most recently awarded WXN Most Powerful Women in Canada. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now... I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. I am back. Of course, I'm back with another episode of, yes, you know, the Empowered in My Skin podcast. On today, my guest is a proud dad, husband, and founder of the Mental Gym at the Personal Greatness Project. As individuals and organizations, he believes we have so much more potential. Woo! Love it already. Often we simply need to know we can realize it and be equipped and with consistent support, community, and right personal operating system to do it. He's passionate about helping good people and teams upgrade their operating systems so they can become the greatest version of themselves and live their tens. Because let's face it, you're not here to live your six or seven, are you? So put your ears together. I know you're already pumped for the amazing, glorified Corey Chadwick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I am loving this energy. He's excellent. We had this, it's so funny. We had this like back talk and I'm, he's probably like, where the hell did this girl get the energy all of a sudden? I was like telling him I'm on a slow decline, but I Love just, it. I sniffed some sage. I have my aromatherapy here and your energy makes me on 10. Because I know ah, that's, awesome. what that's what we're going to do for our guests. So Excellent. let's just start with where the concept of, like, it has to start from a personal space. Sure. And so I'm, I'm assuming. So, you know, maybe you could take us through your personal journey when, I don't know, was it a time, you know, what did, how did that evolve for you? Um, and, and why is living 10 so important to you? Yeah, so th- this goes back uh, quite, a, quite a while. There was this feeling when I was, pretty young, really started to stand out in high school, um, where I just felt like I had potential. You feel like you've got all this potential, but you don't really know how to identify it. You don't know what it means. You don't know what direction to point yourself in. You don't know what questions to ask. You don't even know who to ask them to. And that was really frustrating for me. School does a nice job of teaching you some things and pointing you in kind of a specific direction in life. And, and it's certainly not the, the, it's not all of the answers. You're not getting all the answers you need in life in school. I think that's a nice way of saying it. Um, and I was very curious about that. I, I was fascinated by how we think and how we make decisions and why we choose the things in life that we do in our relationships and business and, and just you, you name it. Um, and I went through some really difficult times at that stage in my life too, kind of at the same time. Um, my parents were kind of on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again. It was just kind of a, a weird experience growing up that way and, and really feeling like you're not in control of that, right? Like that's not up to you. Um, 
when I was 16 years old, I contracted this freak rare brain virus and it was just a, a random thing. And it took seven months just to diagnose because it was, I guess, quite rare. Um, mm. As it turns out, there's only something like two diagnosed cases in North America a year. Wow. So it makes sense. They weren't looking for it, but it really took me out of commission for that whole time. And that whole time you're just wondering if you're going to live or die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's scary. And well, again, feeling like you're not in control. Um, and it really gives you a perspective. It, it forces you to kind of think about life in a different way and appreciate things in a different way. Um, my mom uh, suffered from mental illness. She had bipolar disorder. It was pretty severe. And as things got worse, she, she started um, contemplating suicide. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, right now, the, the mental health conversation is becoming a much more common one. Still, there's a lot of stigma about it, which is really unfortunate. There's absolutely no need for there to be. Um, but there is. But back then, we're talking 20 plus years ago, there really was stigma about it. So she didn't talk about it much. She really tried to hide it from, from my brother and I and from just about everybody else that she knew. Uh, so I had no idea how bad it was until until she tried um, taking her life. And then eventually she did. She she uh, she ended up going through with it. Um, and it was devastating because there's this feeling that, you know, somebody that you love so much and care about so much, you, when you're watching them suffer and you're watching them in this this really low place, you can't do anything to, to help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a really heartbreaking experience. Um, and I was really scared, too, because. My mother had bipolar disorder. My grandmother had it. Uh, was this coming for me too? And and that thought was oh, maybe a little bit more than I could handle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, my, my dad was was going down a rough road himself with with, uh, with drinking and addiction. And um, the idea of, of turning out like mom or turning out like dad really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you spend so much time of your, in your life just kind of, even if you don't realize it, you're kind of becoming like your parents mm-hmm. uh, and, and modeling yourself after them in some ways. And I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to turn. I, I thought I'm going to end up like one of them. Mm-hmm. I started realizing that, that I didn't know that you could beat mental illness, but mm-hmm. I thought I've got to try. Mm. I, I, I've always okay. been like a, a, like an analytical thinker. I like knowing mm. how things work and putting mm. the pieces together. And so I just started rewiring my brain a little bit, just rewiring the way that I thought, the way that I made my decisions, a little bit at a time, kind of building a survival system. You mentioned our operating system off the top there. Mm-hmm. So just like your phone or your computer has an operating system, I learned that so do we, mm-hmm. people have operating systems. And just like your operating system in your phone or your computer needs to be upgraded if it's going to perform at the level that it can, ours do too. So what I didn't even know at the time was I was just upgrading my operating system. But by doing that, it turned from what, it, what started out as a, as a way to try to survive to something that was just making amazing things happen in my life, mm-hmm. uh, from relationships to business, just happier, healthier. I was showing up as a leader in a way that I never had before. The more that, that I, I was just upgrading this. But it was really after, um, right after, shortly after mom passed that I was in a really low spot in my life. Um, it felt like life was too hard and it was just going to keep getting harder. I didn't know if it was worth getting back up off the ground that time. Mm. It just felt like maybe this is just time to stay down. And, you know, having some, some of the, the thoughts that you don't really want to be having in life mm-hmm. and, and contemplating things that you don't want to contemplate, but, you know, it happens. Um and I just caught myself there. I caught myself 
thinking that nobody would blame you. Everybody would understand life got really hard and you dealt with a lot of tough things. And I just heard myself saying that and really feeling like sounding like a victim to myself. And I'm just like, this isn't who I want to be. I don't want to be this way. And so I said, well, if I don't want to be this way, then who do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to live? And this is the first time this idea of living your 10 even showed up in my life because I recognize that most people, huge majority of people, almost just by default, are living like they're five in and around there. Some they're four, some they're six. But, you know, that's, that's, it's just the law of averages. If you look at the big meaty part of the bell curve, that's where it is. But we're going through life not even recognizing that's what it is. And then when we think of, of living something, you know, higher on that scale, we tend to think too much of like Instagram life, which mm-hmm. just is yeah. not the answer. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It's never been the answer. It's never going to be the answer. So I started thinking on that, you know, on that scale. So my mom obviously got to a very low part of that scale. And I'm thinking this is the, the worst it can get, recognizing that where you end up on that scale, and this is the first time I recognize it, it's a choice. We don't recognize it as a choice until we really know that it's a choice. Once you know that you have a choice, what are you going to choose? Like, how can you say, I'm going to live my six? How can you say, I'm going to live my seven? It doesn't make sense. You can only choose one thing. You're not going to be a victim in your life, which means you're going to take responsibility for it. You have to take responsibility for it. You have to take control. Well, then I got to live my 10. And it was, it was that time in my life and that really point where I just felt like I I don't know, like stuck a, a flag in the ground or something and just took a stand and said, this is what I'm committed to in my life. Um, having no idea how I was going to do it or what I needed to learn or any of that. But something amazing happens when you make a commitment and you say, it doesn't matter what gets in the way. I'm just going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's really what started that. Um, and then just learning so much about, again, how we think and how we make our decisions and why and, and things like what motivates us. Um, And it just got to a point where I had been developing this operating system just for my own use. But um, I became a dad. Uh, When my first son was born, I felt this massive sense of responsibility to not just be the best dad I can be and not just raise a wonderful human being. I feel like every parent, you know, feels Mm -hmm. those sorts of things. But I felt this huge sense of, of responsibility, almost like a duty to to try to make the world better for him mm, to grow up in. I love that. Right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I've got something here that I think can do a lot of good. So what if I started teaching this to other people too, instead of just kind of like taking it for granted. And that's, that's what started happening. Um, I, I put together a program. I just didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I just kind of put together a program. I took it to a high school I wanted to introduce it to some high school students. Um, I was very fortunate that the principal of that high school was a teacher of mine in high school. Okay. (laughs) And you know how you've got one of those, uh, you know, you might have a small handful of teachers in your life who really stand out as the ones who like shaped you and saw that thing in you and really tried to nurture it. So big shout out to uh, Mr. McAdam. uh, (laughs) You're just a wonderful man. And I know how many, how many students you've touched in an amazing way over the years and you've just had such an impact. So if you ever hear this, thank you. Um, and, and he gave me a shot there. He said, yeah, like, let's do this. Let's see what you can do. I said, I think I'm going to change their lives. He said, let's, let's do it. Um, and what was great about this was the approach then to the work and the approach now, as, as, as it's uh, evolved, it's, mu- it's much less kind of about 
what you want to accomplish. It's not goal focused as much as who you're capable of being. And when we upgrade that operating system, your greatness comes out, your personal greatness. It's not a one size fits all thing. It's the greatness in you comes out. And I really love that. And so we have people in the gym now, um, everyone's from different walks of life, different ages. We have parents, we got non-parents, we got business people and entrepreneurs and just, just all different sorts of people. Um, and I love that they're all motivated by what motivates them. They know they've got another level in them. They know they've got something special in them and they just don't know how to get from here to there. And that, that was my story. And I feel like that's such a common story. We just don't talk about it, uh, but we need to. Um, and when we do, and we can open ourselves up to, to taking that step and saying, you know what? I'm not here to live my six or seven. I'm here to live my 10. I'm, I'm going to plant my flag too and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then we can help. And um, I, yeah, I just, I, again, I just feel like how at some point in our lives, we're all going to be kind of at the end of the, uh, at the end of the road, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be, I don't know, 90 years old, whatever it is. And you're going to be looking back. If, if, if we're lucky, right? Like yeah. I, I realized recently, especially with COVID and I heard it on a pot, like um, sort of a YouTube sermon or something where, you know, because we don't actually know when the end is like, and I'm not trying to get morbid with it or yeah. other, but life is really measured by seconds. Yeah, it really is. Right. If you really, really think about it, like to the moment where somebody passes, you know, there, it was a second between that and when they were still breathing, you know, or alive, you know, so. It really is. Yeah. And it can change the way you think about life. And why wouldn't you want to leave? Why wouldn't you want to be 10? Because it actually takes nothing but doing it within the skin that you're in. Like, I actually love that we're talking about this on this podcast, right? Like it doesn't, you don't need to go and buy anything. You don't need to, and you said it, who are you, who you are capable of being, right? And I believe everyone is capable of being a 10. Yeah. Your 10. Your 10. Your 10. Your 10. It's It's truly your 10. Yeah. 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 We all have it. We all have our 10s in us. And Mm -hmm. what's great about them is they're unique to us. Yeah. Right. You cannot live your 10 trying to live somebody else's 10. You're going to live your seven or eight. Yeah. It has to be yeah. your 10. I love that. Be your 10. And nobody can judge your 10. So no. here's, so we talked about like your 10 and thank you for that. That's um, yeah, pleasure. That was very powerful and, you know, personal operating system and I'm a tech girl. So nice. <laughs> I, I totally get that. I mean, I have firewalls that protect my operating system. Like, right. Yeah. So I'll, all that, I get all that. What is the deathbed test? Yeah, I love the deathbed test. So th- this is one of those, and I use this in, we call it the 10 test uh, mm-hmm. now a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's a little bit um, easier to digest the, the yeah. 10 test. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like I was just saying, you know, you get to the end of your life at some point. So whenever that is, like you said, it could be hopefully not in the next few moments, but mm-hmm. let's, let's say you live that long and healthy life and you're mm-hmm. 80, 90, a hundred years old, however long mm-hmm. you are. And you're sitting there and you've only got a short time to go. Like you, you know that you've got maybe a few hours to go, minutes even, who knows. And now you're looking back on your life and you've got to give yourself a score from one to 10 mm-hmm. based on who you are or who you were and how you showed up and the life mm-hmm. that you lived. If you cannot give yourself a 10, if you cannot now look and say, you know what, I would give myself a 10, then something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Something needs to be different because- if you can, if you're cool with the idea of saying like, yeah, I, I lived my solid six or my mm-hmm. solid seven and that was good mm-hmm. enough for me, then, then who am I to tell you you're wrong? I, mm-hmm. you know, but 
but if you're not that kind of person, if you know that you can't stomach the idea of saying I live my six or seven, Mm -hmm. then, then you, then you got to start paying attention to that now, Mm -hmm. not later, but right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I make so many of my decisions based on that, that, doing that test. test. So let me ask you something. So if, if let's just say you asked me, Ink, are you living your 10? I said, yeah, I'm living my 10. Like, Mm -hmm. cause to me, it's my 10. Yeah. And so you are, you know, for the work that you do, how would you, how do you know whether or not that was, that's, that's my truth. Like, I believe that. Like, is there, is there a test that you can do to just make sure that I'm not just saying that because I, I think that's what I should say and I don't want to feel inadequate versus, yeah, no, she is living her 10. How do you even What a know? great question. No one's asked me that before. I love that <laughs> question. Um, so I, once upon a time I used to have, when I used to um, run like workshops or I do like a full two day workshop with, mm-hmm. with groups of people and I would have them fill out um, like a self-evaluation mm-hmm. before and after. Mm-hmm. And so this is when I really first noticed that, that some people, and it would, I wouldn't necessarily say, are you living your 10, but I'd have mm-hmm. them answer like, you know, mm-hmm. rate 10 things, boot mm-hmm. one and 10. And some people would, you know, most people would answer as honestly as they could. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't know how to answer things. I've never mm-hmm. really thought about that. You know, how, mm-hmm. how vulnerable am I? How confident am mm-hmm. I? How great are my relationships? They, they haven't really thought about it. So they do their best. Then there were some other people who would go 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. Um, and what I found about, what, about them is that, and I'm generalizing a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was pretty close to it, is that if people say, I'm, I'm, I'm there, Mm-hmm. you can't where, be where, there where they because go. there's no mm-hmm. there like you mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. you get to be there at the end when you're mm-hmm. when you're doing that deathbed test and mm-hmm. looking back mm-hmm. that's when you could say i lived my 10 right now are you living your 10 um it is a process it's very much mm-hmm. a process but you mm-hmm. can always learn you can always grow you can always be a better version of yourself mm-hmm. the version of yourself that you are today is what's going to set the table for who you're capable of being tomorrow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. version of you that was here yesterday Mm-hmm. can't leap ahead to tomorrow, right? You mm-hmm. got to go through today and, and so mm-hmm. on and so on. So you may very well be living your 10. Um, I would say that if we spent some time together, we'd find some areas where you'd say, oh, you know what? I got mm-hmm. room to grow there and I want to lean into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, so, I, so let's just let's, let's lean into that a bit. Yeah, so sure. I woke up, to, so I'm just going to take you through my day because I'd have to say like, as I'm sitting here and if I'm doing my, my 10 test, mm-hmm. I think I had a 10 day because like, if I really think about it, like I'm really grateful for the day that I had, you know, and are there things I didn't do? Yeah. But they wouldn't necessarily have made the day a better 10. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, 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 so I'm trying to get to something. So I woke up before I had a great workout after my workout, I, you know, was listening to some really nourishing, like soul nourishing um, content that was filling me up. So by the time I sat down to get into work, I was just in the right frame of white, of, of mind, right? Mm-hmm. And then I do have a really great job and I work for a really great company. So that's, that's, that's a 10 for me, you know? Nice. And then I eat as well as I can. I actually have to say, I will stop at nothing to get to healthier, right? So I really do focus on that. So, you know, today, can my nutrition have been better? Yeah, but, you know, for what it was, it was, it was good. Like it mm-hmm. was, you know, I feel good about that. Um, and then I, 
get to do this. These are my my podcast is yeah. my passion project. I've you know I interviewing you and I interviewed somebody else. So you know as I'm sitting here, so back to that original question is like, I would say to you, and I mean my dad, my parents. We you know we had the conversation with my parents and this that and the other. You know, so things could be better with them. But if I sit back and really just kind of say, you know, do I like does it does it like didn't diminish my day. It's just, there's something that is not all the way right. But, you know, in spirit, I feel like I'm living my 10. So yeah. could that, is that possible? Like, is it, you know, does sure. it, I don't know that the 10 means that everything is like top notch. No, 10, 10 is not perfect. Yes. Right? There's no perfect in, in what we do. Um, we, we certainly are advocates of holding a really high standard, holding mm-hmm. yourself to a really high standard. Mm-hmm. But perfect's not a thing. Like think about a relationship. How do you have a perfect relationship? There's, there's no Mm -hmm. such thing. Mm -hmm. Um, for you eating a certain way might be your ideal way of eating for Mm -hmm. somebody else. They might be like a complete health, not right. Like Mm -hmm. everything's Mm -hmm. like the the, the healthiest can be for somebody else. That might be way too mentally taxing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for all of us, it's about finding really that, that optimal balance mm-hmm. in anything that we do in anything mm-hmm. in our lives where that's it for us. Some people need to exercise like an hour or two a day, every mm-hmm. single day. For mm-hmm. some people, it's a half an hour a day. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. right or wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if you're, you know, eating pizza every day and drinking milkshakes <laughs> every day and that, then, then no, you're certainly not living your 10. But <laughs> even my wife and I, we, uh, we uh, order takeout every Friday night. That's mm-hmm. like our one meal where mm-hmm. we don't care what we eat and we don't go too overboard with it, but, mm-hmm. but just like we want a pizza or something mm-hmm. like that. And we'll do that. And so for me, that's my, that one meal where I get to. to so it's a, it's a, it's, it's a feeling base. It's about being able to take, take a moment, sit, have a reflection and say, you know, how good did today feel? Is that, could, could that be? Well, that, so that's your day to day. So what you're talking about to me, and I love the way you kind of mapped it out where, you know, you got up at four, you did your workout, you listened to some stuff on your way to work. Like your day is very routine, right? <laughs> and it needs to be. I'm a huge fan of routine and morning routine and nighttime routines and day routines. We're going to be at our best when we're on routine for sure. Um, but that routine should be set up so that it helps you live your 10. The day mm-hmm. itself is not a 10. The day is like a, a tool. Your morning okay. routine is a mm-hmm. tool. Your night routine is mm-hmm. a tool. So when we're talking about our living your 10, what we're talking about is there's really like three non-negotiables for living your 10. Mm-hmm. We call them the three W's. There's who, there's why, and there's with. So mm-hmm. who is who you're capable of being. This is mm-hmm. you realizing your potential in life. You're not going to live your 10 if you don't realize your individual potential. Mm-hmm. You're not. If you, if you know you've got more to give and you're not finding a way to tap into that or, or being mm-hmm. intentional about it, you're not going to live your 10. Mm-hmm. If you're not, the why is your why, it's purpose, it's intention, it's fulfillment. Different people mm-hmm. call it different things, but mm-hmm. I think purpose all boils down to one thing at the end of the day, and it's what's the contribution you can make to the people in the world around you? Can mm-hmm. you make lives better? Can you make the world better? Even in just mm-hmm. some tiny fractional way. Yeah. If you're not doing that, and I'll just maybe use an example here. Um, some people are driven entirely by money for the sake of money. The money that they make does no good for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's it, when they die, it will, their life may not have made a difference at all. It may not mm-hmm. have mattered at all. So mm-hmm. does your life matter? Well, mm-hmm. that matters. That matters. And I feel like, you know, you can live a really good life doing things the other way, but if there's no 
kind of purpose behind it, if there's no something extra behind it, I think you're still going to be leaving something uh, in the tank. So Mm -hmm. who can you become and why is it important that you become that person? Mm -hmm. Those fit hand in hand. And then the third W is with, uh, with. who are you doing Mm -hmm. it with? Those most important relationships in your life. I'm not saying you need to have a thousand wonderful relationships, but the one, the people that are closest to you, who you love the most, be it in your family, uh, you know, for me, like my wife, my kids, your team at work, like those people who are your closest friends, um, whoever, brother, sister, you know, your Mm -hmm. parents, but who are those people? And can you make those relationships the greatest that they can be? Mm -hmm. Knowing that not every relationship is going to be the same and it's not supposed to be, but if you can really max out on who you're capable of being and why you're doing it and who you're doing it with, Mm -hmm. you're going to be living your 10. You're not probably going to put all three, all all effort into all three of those at the Mm -hmm. same time, like the same way. Mm -hmm. You're going to focus more in one area or another, but you know, the, the daytime routine and, and, all those tools that we put it's into place. It's about making sure you kind of hit those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like that you broke that down like that for sure. The three W's that's so key, who, why, and with. Um, and I always say to everyone, like the way to more so harmonize versus finding the balance between the who, why, and with is to just make sure that on a, you know, day to day, to day, to week, to week, the same thing isn't getting all of the attention, right? Like, yeah. so you are varying the attention so that at the end of the day, it balances out, but over, you know, over time, you know, but um, yeah, that's, that's a great way to, to look at that. Yeah. And like so, you said, over time, right? We're like, we're yeah, playing over, the long game here. It's always over time. Yeah. 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 The yeah. long game and the, and the short game. So don't keep waiting. Don't, don't be procrastinating because I find that's the arrogance that you have more time. So do it now. Uh, live your tent. Yeah. Procrastinating is not playing the long game. Procrastinating no. <laughs> is, is just, is avoiding, avoiding, it's avoiding living. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so finish the sentence. What the world needs now is. What the world needs now is um, accountability. Mm, and um and 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 responsibility mm. we uh, you know just recently i was asking uh members of our, of the gym uh the mental gym i was like if you had to give society a score from one to ten based on where we are right now where do you think we are and everyone came in around three four or five yes. right but it's mm-hmm. It's tr- it's true. Like I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll I'll be a little generous and say you know five on mm-hmm. that. But um, we got a lot of work to do, and mm-hmm. until we take responsibility mm-hmm. for so many of the things that we need, mm-hmm. we need to make better in the world, and, and you know, in in our societies, at home, at work, mm-hmm. until we take responsibility for doing that, nothing's ever going to change. If we're mm-hmm. always finger pointing and blaming other people and mm-hmm. making excuses for why things aren't happening nothing's going to change. So we need accountability and we need to take responsibility mm-hmm. in our lives. And if everybody did that. Yeah. You know, you know what's wow. interesting? 7.5 billion people in the world. Just a little bit of a perspective on that on what you just said. So, and last year, 2020, is a year where I saw empathy and love show up in a way I've never seen before in my life. Yeah, it's wonderful. The challenge though is there's some people that are extremely loud Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that have the capacity and the ability to drown it out. Yeah. 
So I think that that's, that, that's, the, that's the challenge is that we see that on such big stages because then not only are they allowed, but they're also given a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're given a huge platform. And I think that drowns out a lot of the good. But I, you know, I think last year, and I, I you know, I, I, I don't know if I'd give it a three, but I would say like last year, I just, you know, I saw like if I had to put empathy on a scale, it was high. It was yeah, high last year. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, love is high. So into uh, some rapid thrivers I have here for you. When you think right. of somebody who inspires you, who comes to mind and why? Who inspires me? Um, Barack Obama. And I will say as much as I've always just liked him and his demeanor and everything, there was something that, that I really admired when I was told the story about him in the war room. And they said, when, when things are going crazy in the world, and there's decisions to make, and everybody's freaking out in the war room, the generals are freaking out in the the senators are freaking out. Whoever's in there, I'm not sure exactly who's in the war room, but everybody's freaking out. <laughs> he said he's the calmest guy in the room. He's just the calmest guy in the room, no matter what's going on. And I think well, that's a leader. Mm-hmm. That's what the world needs. People who can just stay calm and think and make good decisions. That really inspires me. Um, but the truth is I'm inspired by anybody who dares to be great. Um, yeah. Thank you. A daily activity that helps you with your thrive. Meditation. Mm. Oh, I, man, has it changed my life. It's a form of focus, right? So love yeah. that. What is a book that is, I see books behind you. What is a book that's helped you with your thrive? I'm going to, I don't know that it's the right answer to the question or an accurate one, but I recently reread the seven habits of highly effective people. Oh, that's great. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's just such a classic for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so good and breaks down some really fundamental concepts into mm-hmm. just really understandable ways. What's an app that helps you with your thrive? Um, optimize oh. app called optimize. Um, it's great. It takes, um, it takes books and, and breaks them down into a little like, oh, okay. 50 like bites out chunks. Okay. Yeah. So like, it'll take out, uh, just some of the main ideas and mm-hmm. present the main ideas of, of mm-hmm. books. And so what is one misconception that people have of Corey as they see you, you know, talking about living your 10 and you know, what is that misconception? I think a misconception that people might have of me and I'm just guessing and I could be completely wrong about this, is that I don't care about a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I don't care too much about a whole lot of stuff. I just care a lot about the things I care about. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, um, like my family, like, mm-hmm. you know, my kids, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, my, my work, the, the people that are close to me in my life, the mm-hmm. things in life that serve you, right? Yes. But, but also that serve the people around you. To share that. So where can we find you? Where can we find more of you? Uh, best place to ch- check us out is mentalgymlife.com. That's our mm-hmm. website, mentalgymlife.com. Uh, give you a nice overview of, of the mental gym and what it's about. It sure um, does. Mm-hmm. Give you an opportunity to come check out a class if you want to come check out a class. Uh, we always say that it's, it's kind of like we can tell you what it's like to eat a delicious dinner, but you got to come and eat the dinner by your, you know, for yourself. You got to taste it. So come check out a class. Um, we can, what I'd love to do for, for your listeners, if you're cool with it, is to offer a guest pass to anybody. Um, um, and we'll give you a code to use, a promo code that you can use so that it's a no-cost class to you. Normally that Aww. intro class uh, would be, well, not no cost, but uh, with your promo code and through this podcast, no cost to you. And we'd love to just come have you check out a class for yourself and experience what the gym's all about. See if it's for you. And um, Better watch it. I have a million listeners. I, I would love to. <laughs> I can, I can imagine getting to know you uh, and, and just loving the person that you are, what you're about. 
Uh, this, this is you're the kind of people that we want the mental gym to be about uh, right? that's awesome so, thank you um if your listeners are anything like you or resonate with you which i imagine they would if they're listening to you uh we would love to have them in the gym thank you and you're i, I know you thrive on linkedin hmm? you yeah you're yeah there. you can check me out on linkedin for sure um or just just come say hi connect with me uh I'm not as active as you are. I love checking out your posts. Um, I, I'm very hit and miss with my posting. Um, I go through lulls. I, I've been really bad over the holidays, but uh, but it's a great place to connect with me. Just just reach out, say hi. I'd love to hear from you. Um, that's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. So yeah. LinkedIn. Thank you, LinkedIn. Yeah. Shouts out, LinkedIn. So as a final question, this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin. And Corey, what does it mean to you to be empowered in my skin? It's it's living your life without fear or limitation. And when I say without fear, I don't mean again that you're not scared. So I should mm-hmm. say it's with you know with courage and without limitation. But but that's really what it is. It's 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 not about living somebody else's life and it's not about doing it someone else's way. It's looking yourself in the mirror. It's being really deep down honest with yourself about who you even if you can't articulate who you're capable of being, and you've got that feeling, like we all have it you've this thing in you that's so right that's so true that's so pure that this is who i'm supposed to be in this world Mm. that's you being empowered in your skin Mm. just starting by acknowledging it and then i i almost dare you to acknowledge it and then not do anything about it Mm. right it's it's Mm. not going to happen because it's it's too exciting it's too inspiring it's it's so empowering Mm-hmm. There um, you go. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love. Thank you. I love that I'm introduced to Living Your Ten. I want to do more work with you. I trust that we will. And you know, thank you for sharing energy with me. Um, this was really great. And it's funny. It's the end of the day, and I was feeling a little. I, was, I told you I was on a decline. I'm on an sure. upline. I'm like, oh Lord, have mercy. There'll be another crash coming. But but thank you. Thank you so much for who you are and what you bring into this world. And to all the guests that are listening, thank you for tuning in. But this is sadly where I have to say, we're out. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you, Corey. Uh, Thank you. This is fantastic. So there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.